At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Monday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Good morning, Jeffrey. Hello. How was your weekend? Yeah, it was good. Good. That's good. Glad to see you. A full weekend off. For both of us. Oh, you got the weekend off also? Yeah, surprisingly enough. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Where do I begin? I'll tell you who's on the show today. How about that? We'll start there. Paul Sporer on Major League Baseball. Todd Wishnev joins us. Hey, Todd Wishnev joins us to talk uh, not only his in-game Major League Baseball betting, but also how his bet with Steve Fezzik is going, his weight loss bet. We'll talk to Toddy about that. Hotty Toddy. It's the theme for the show. Ben Wilson, speaking of that, will join us on College Baseball. Bradley Porras momentarily as well. Wes Reynolds on the shenanigans of the uh, PGA Tour yesterday and moving forward to the Open Championship, what Betsy has there. All of those on the show today. But we begin, let me, let me just start. Well, before we even begin with college baseball, what happened, uh, here are Wimbledon begins. The fortnight of Wimbledon has begun, but all four of my picks have not begun. Uh, now they, I think they're suspended for rain yet again, I believe, to begin the fortnight of Wimbledon. But I have uh, four picks, two on the men's side, two on the ladies' side. So let me just get those out. Dan Weston, by the way, joining us later, too. He was not on the graphic. So the great Dan Weston uh, will join us to talk Wimbledon a little later on the show. But my four picks, two on the men's side, two dogs. I got John Millman at plus 161, the Australian who has not been in the best form of his career of late. Perhaps uh, his career has peaked, but... Uh, Mira Kikmanovic, not a good grass court player. And I think John Millman can outlast him at plus 161. Uh, great number to get uh, a guy who I think is going to win this outright. Radu Albot against uh, David Goffin. This is not really Goffin's uh, primary surface here either. They've, they've faced each other four times before. Goffin has never lost to Albo in those four uh, previous meetings. But at plus 158, that number seems completely out of whack to me. Again, all these based on uh, tennis data that uh, I call together Victoria Tomova against Daria Seville. I'm taking a flyer on Tomova, who's had some really good wins against quality opponents of late. And to get her at plus 170 feels like a bit of a steal to me. And then the one favorite that we have here, uh, Alison Van Uitvenk against Emma Raducanu, our girl who, of course, won the U.S. Open last year and actually had a really good run. People will forget because of her U.S. Open championship and title last year. Uh, 
that she had a really good run at Wimbledon, got to the second week, I believe, last year. But you look at her numbers, and there's just no mistaking the fact that Van Oetvenk's numbers are so much better than Raducanu's. Dan actually pointed out on the uh, Wimbledon preview pod that I did with both he and Drew Dinsick how Raducanu's serve numbers are just horrific. Uh, so I thought minus 164 was actually a good price to pay. So it's Milman, Albert, Tomova, and Van Oetvenk, the four tennis plays of the day. But that is, uh, that's what's moving forward here in terms of the summer. The summer that has already happened... Well, it went from great to greaterer. Here it is in a nutshell. The month, the summer of 22, y'all. Iga hitting the future at the French Open. By the way, Iga, Iga hit for us uh, at Indian Wells in Miami before that, but we're just confining it to the summer. Iga hits the French Open on June 4th. Then the Warriors win the NBA title. We got Iga at plus 450 multiple times for the French pre-flop. NBA title. The Warriors get it done, plus 550, which we got way back when. Uh, at the beginning of the regular season. Warriors get it done on June 17th. Six days later, the Paolo Boncaro going number one to the Orlando Magic against all odds happens. Cha-ching on that. And then yesterday, and we bring in Bradley Porras for this, the College World Series culminates with Ole Miss winning the entire thing at 100-1 to for us. I uh, want to just thank everybody on Twitter who uh, sent such nice notes. I also want to congratulate all the people on Twitter. That might be you who tailed and hit Ole Miss at anywhere between, I don't know, 18 to 1 all the way to 80 to 1. A lot of 80 to 1s out there, too, and 75s and 65s. Congratulations to all. Bradley Porras joins us, who was with us from the beginning on this. Bradley, congratulations to you, man. What a rush. What a ride. <sighs> So uh, I wasn't dreaming. You weren't, woke up. You weren't dreaming. <laughs> you weren't dreaming. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Let me just. Gosh, that was unbelievable. Let me just start by saying this. First of all, it was so it was so much better interacting with you the whole time. The fact that I knew that we had that we knew each of us had these bets it made the experience so much better. But I just want to, if, if we're being honest, right? And I think we should all like one of we're it's incumbent upon us to be honest about all this. It's just like the Boncaro thing. The number shouldn't be what it is. We have no idea if it's going to get home, but let's bet it. Ole Miss, 100 to 1. We bet this before the conference tournaments. And so think about it, Brett. We didn't know if they were getting in a selection show. Remember, the, just equivalent to like a March Madness for people where there's a bubble team from like a Power Five and they just get in based on the fact that they're Power Five. Remember during the selection show, we were going back and forth, and we were thrilled that Ole Miss got in. They were the last four. That was the first upset. Then the tropical, that, then they, so they get in that way into the big dance in the 64 of the regionals. Then the tropical storm in Miami, where if the games get scuttled, Miami advances out of it. Ole Miss never gets a shot out of the regionals. They schedule around that by an act of God, where the tropical storm doesn't happen. And then, my goodness, yesterday didn't hurt that the run was taken off the board for Oklahoma. Who knows how that would have turned out. But I guess it's just I'm, what I'm saying is we have to acknowledge that in cashing this amazing bet, so much good fortune had to happen. Yeah, I mean, like you said yesterday, too, it's like whenever they called the uh, interference and running down the lane, it's like, gosh. It's, I mean, yes, like, I know there's the replay, and it's technically the right call, but how many times do you really ever see that called? And like, even in the big leagues or so, they just play it out, keep going and everything. But that, uh, that, if that, at that moment, if it didn't say, okay, we're, 
we're, feel like we're destined to win, like I said, against odds, getting put in probably more on politics than anything, surviving the, the storm missing. And it's just uh, unbelievable that play, how it all played that, out. That play yesterday, for those who missed it again, this is so Ole Miss is or it's a best of three Ole Miss at Oklahoma in the college World Series finals. Ole Miss won the first game on Saturday handily 10-3. to uh, and then yesterday, it was 0-0 into the seventh. Um, but there was a play, right, where Oklahoma looked like they were going to take the lead one to nothing. They called interference on the runner on a review uh, going down the first baseline. My, what was amazing to me, and I think this is, again, because I was asked about this on Twitter, yes, if you're being honest about all your bets, I mean, one of the big sort of macro statements I want to make is when you lose bets, you have to be honest about it. When you win bets, you have to be honest about it. Not, not that Ole Miss didn't deserve it. They played like a favorite from the beginning of the regionals, right? Like they might have gotten in as a last four, but they played like they were going to be champs from the outset. But, yes, there are moments of good fortune. And that one yesterday, I, I think by the letter it was the correct call, but I can't believe they take the runaway. Yeah, and like, like I was telling you, it's like in my just being around the game of baseball my entire life, my instant thought was, yeah, the run comes off the board, you send them back because I feel like it's the the runner, the the batter makes an out, and the batter's out, so he's out. So since he's out, it's like you can't really move anybody up because it's kind of like a not a dead ball play, but a play where the the runner is out due to interference. So you just kind of got to reset play, and he's out. Yeah. So I can totally understand. I, I honestly don't even know how how the ruling goes to where, you know, he doesn't get to advance. It's just, I just feel like being around baseball, it's just like, yep, the, the batter interfered, he's out, and just kill it right there. He's out, and everyone goes back. But, yeah, it's, it's hor- horrible break for OU. Yeah, there was a runner at third at the time who was scoring on the play on a bunt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you, what you're saying is right. It just reverts back to how the play begins in terms of where the base runners yep. are. But what, what messes with your brain is that the runner scores so far before the play mm-hmm. at first, right? So that it, it's sort of you're like, I can't believe I can't believe that went our way. Anyway, Ole Miss. You know, it, I, guess, I guess I was going to say for the base runner, I feel like because the ball never uh, – le- the play never left the infield, he's got to go back type thing, you know, mm-hmm. that, that – yeah, but you yeah. Were, listen. I want to give you a shout out because you you were on top of this from the beginning. Uh, had the four futures: Texas fifteen to one, Stanford thirty to one, A and M forty to one, and Ole Miss one hundred to one. You were all over the fact that Texas and Stanford the, were the weak links of the bunch from a pitching standpoint. You deserve all credit for that, man. And mm-hmm. and and I want to. You know who I really want to give credit to? I want to give credit to William Hill because mm-hmm. we listen back in the day and it's my pin tweet right me and william hill don't have a good uh, didn't have a good history back in the day as with so many they didn't but they're under new management and none of this is possible to any real impact unless someone takes a real bet and mm-hmm. i just want to send a shout out eric biggio who we're in contact with uh, on twitter just want to sh- send a shout out to will hill um they offered these bets not only do they offer them they take great bets on these, and good on them for being the one place here in Nevada that consistently has stuff up to take big bets on. So shout out to them. And that's not to mention, by the way, what a boon this College World Series was on a day-to-day basis just in terms of uh, inefficient markets. We'll talk to Ben Wilson a little bit about that later. But Brad, um, congratulations to you, man. This was a, this was a ride of a lifetime, and I'm, I'm glad I could take it with you, man. Yeah, it was. It just made it so much more special, you know, to have you along the way, and you know, even you know, sharing it with 
my wife Bethany. I mean, I said I'm glad that I had both of y'all with me because I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you hear you talk about in this day and age like mental health. Like I was, I was stressing about losing it towards the end. And you know, like I have three kids and thinking like looking at them like, hey, you know, dad was being greedy. He didn't, you know, take some money off. But you know. I talked to Bethany. She was like, no, you know, this is, we were fine before. We'll be fine after. Like, just let it go. And I talked to you and told you, and you're like, yeah. I mean, you can't, if, if that's not what you believe, then, then go with it. And we just kept riding Ole Miss the whole way. Kept them. taking them. Money line, run line, let's go, Gil. Not only did we not hedge, we bet Ole Miss on Saturday and then <laughs> run lined them and money lined them yesterday. Brad, thank you. We'll talk soon, my man. Yeah, appreciate it, Gil. Bradley Porras, everybody, at Bradley Porras on Twitter. Coming back with Todd Wishnev next on baseball. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Won't take you but a few seconds to stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state of the art technology and fan friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's a couple points I want to make. One, I'm so glad uh, Brad Poor said that at the end there, which is we don't talk about this enough, too. Rufus and I talk about it a lot when he's on, which is like the mental health of all of this, just the psychology of everything. So here, here he was on the cusp of hitting. Here we were on a cusp, cusp of hitting this massive ticket, right? But in his case, and, and I can relate to this as well, it's not like you're losing, it's not like you have the potential to lose a lot of money. You have the potential just to miss out on not winning a ton of money. And what that does to you mentally is just makes this racket so challenging as well. And he really had to fight through it. And so in the end, it comes out roses, but you really, you really do wonder in the moment if you could have interviewed him and how he was feeling. It's just that it's, anyway, there's so many fascinating aspects to it. As sports betting, always a reflection of the human condition itself in so many ways. But congratulations to everybody who rode and cashed on the Ole Miss Rebels. And I'll say this, Tim Elko, these guys, Jeff, who play for Ole Miss, 
I don't care how many of them go to the pros. If, if Tim Elko strikes out 55 straight times in the pros, I will love him forever. By the way, Ole Miss, you can do no wrong with me for the rest of eternity. I love you, Ole Miss. <laughs> I love that school. The other thing I want to point out is we, we showed the summer of 22 graphic. If you're just landing on this show for the first time, let me just, let me just say this. This doesn't happen, right? French Open, NBA title, NBA draft, number one pick, college World Series at 101. That's all in the month of June. This does not happen. And what I, what I said to, to Drew the other day, because he was uh, congratulating me about Ole Miss, I said to him, I go, you know that this means that I'm going to go 2-17 at Wimbledon. Like, there's just no question I'm going to go 2-17. This is how this works. I hope not, but that's how your brain messes with you anyway. Todd Wishnev joins us, ladies and gentlemen, from his mom's cork attic in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He is the star, one of the stars of Showtime's docuseries Action, and of course, the star of the Megapod. How you doing, Toddy? You're looking to the left, which means you're live betting something. No, I'm just watching Djokovic against Kwan um, in this uh, Wimbledon. Uh, I don't know if you guys have that up on the uh, thing on ESPN. It's really... Uh, Can we get tennis now that yeah. Now that I'm a, a, an amazing tennis player, I, I you know pick up things here from the uh, pros. Now that I'm an amazing tennis player, he says, because you are ranked number one in some kind of Pittsburgh ladder of some sort? Yes, in the Pittsburgh Shenley Park ladder tennis thing, I'm ranked number one. To be fair, there are probably about five guys better than me, but I'm still ranked number one because of the points. And if you play a lot of matches, you get more points. So right now I'm, I'm yeah. ranked number one. Well, I always say this. When you face Todd Wishnev on a tennis court, he's 10 feet tall at the net. Very difficult to figure out how to win a point against him. Um, okay, well, let's start with baseball. We'll get to your weight loss challenge with Steve Fezzik, which uh, people might be curious about also that we uh, talked about. You have this great year-long bet. But baseball, um, the anticipation of position players pitching, which has always been a thing in the past where once it was happening, everybody would send texts around like, oh, position player. It wasn't like an every night kind of thing. Uh, how has that changed? How profitable has it been this year? It's been happening a lot, and um, it is profitable if you know what you're doing and you're paying attention to everything. Uh, I think the first, the basics that you want to learn is that the it's obviously better when the road team is winning big. So if the road team's up 13 to one, you have a better chance of getting a position player because they're going to bat in the top of the ninth. So even if the manager is going to let his regular bullpen or somebody like the 13th pitcher in his bullpen pitch the top of the eighth, he may not allow him to pitch the top of the ninth. Now he may not allow him to pitch the top of the eighth either. Sometimes they bring the position players in as early as uh, the top of the eighth, but certainly when you're going to get the ninth at bat, you, it's easier when the, when the road team is ahead by a lot. Now, that being said, when the home team is up a lot, the bottom of the eighth is in play because obviously they're not going to bat in the bottom of the ninth, but if they're up big in the bottom of the eighth, oftentimes you'll get to see that happen uh, for the home team. But like I said, you're it, you're in a better situation on the with the road team way ahead. All right. When you say in play, you're you're assuming people know what you're talking about. You're talking about betting an in-game over. Yeah. Yeah. Betting in-game overs or betting um, the team winning, you know, let's say they're up, you know, 10 by betting the minus nine and a half or something like that. Uh, but uh, typically, yeah, the overs are, are really good. There, I'll give you an example of one where I kind of I like the bet over already in game. And I thought, Oh, there's also a possibility for the, uh, for the position player. I think the Cubs 
last week were up against the Pirates, I think 10 to 1 around the fifth inning or something like that. And I bet it over 14 and a half. I got unlucky in that nobody scored all the way to the top of the ninth. And then they put in a position player and he got two outs and there was a guy on first. But the thing is with the position players, it doesn't matter if there's two outs. You could have like four or five hits in a row against these guys who are throwing 50 miles an hour. So they got another guy on and then another guy on and then a guy hit a grand slam to go. And I won anyways, 15 to one in a get in a game I probably should have lost. But because I was anticipating that I might get the extra juice from the position player later, because, of course, you never know if you're going to get the position player if you're going to bet it early you can always obviously wait until the eighth inning or something or the ninth inning right before the ninth inning but it gets a little dicier then because they don't always put it up and then if they do put it up they might get it ahead of you you know it it's always easier if you can anticipate it but in that situation i anticipated and i figured oh i'm gonna get the possible extra juice from it and i did it was pretty lucky my buddy uh randy gritchick who plays for the uh the rockies there was a game a couple weeks ago where he ended up having to pitch an inning and i think I think he retired the side one, two, three, and he was texting. Oh, me. it happened. He was texting it me. He, he was like, "I was yeah. nasty." It was like, and yeah, he said, no. "He said it was the, one of the highlights of his career." <laughs> it's just, it's oh, just, it it yeah. it absolutely happens. And Luis Gonzalez has pitched a number of times for the San Francisco Giants, and that guy can actually throw pretty decently hard. So sometimes these guys can get out. What what is a new uh, phenomenon that I've seen only this year um, regarding this whole uh, end of blowout game situations is position player pitching for the team ahead. And I've seen it on two occasions by the Cardinals. They let Molina pitch and Pujols pitch when they were winning right. by by like 14 runs. And usually you just see it as the road team because the road team's like, oh, we already lost. We're down right. a million. I'm not the road team. The, the team behind by, you know, more than 10 runs. Or we're down a million runs. We'll just, we'll just let our position guy. But usually the team that's winning by 12 runs doesn't want to do it because who knows? Maybe they'll score 12 runs again. But they've done it now. Uh, I've seen it twice, actually, this it's year. It's actually a pretty smart, calculated move, I guess, you know, to, to some degree. Uh, let me just ask you then the macro question of this. So, you know, even a year ago, two years ago, like I said, we'd get on, oh, you know, like once a week, not even once a week. It would happen once a three weeks, right? Maybe even more seldomly than that. And we're like, oh, position player in Oakland, right? Oh, position player about to pitch in Cincinnati. It started happening this year in April. And I remember we were on primetime action. We we're like, what are we doing? Like, it's April and we're already doing this? So Why can't they do it? Well, it, it was just new. Right. It was just like, okay, we're really we're already managing for, you know, bullpen fatigue in April. Right. It makes sense. Right. When you have some time to think about it, I guess what I I guess for betters, what I'm asking is, what would you say? How often do you say this happens now? Oh, it happens a lot. I would say I can I can think of at least eight times I've done it this year. And we're in what? We're in the end of June. So it's been April, May, June. So in three months, I know I've made already about eight bets on it. I'm probably about six and two on it. And actually, there have been like probably four or five other ones that I missed out on. So it's happened. I would say it's at least happened. I would take over 14. I bet you it's happened maybe even 20 times, but definitely more than 14. Point being that your rate of return on that or your your success rate is always going to be higher than even regular in-game betting. It's just because you're you're you basically make it a hack bet, a hacking the system bet kind of thing. So if you can get ahead of that, it's still like the best bet in baseball, I would imagine. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And and look, I mean, there's always in-game stuff that is going to be available. I mean, I got one the other day that it, I just couldn't believe it. I got it. The Dodgers were going to bat four more times. It was the top uh, going to the top of the sixth inning at the Reds. They were ahead big, and so the Reds were going to be uh, having their crappy bullpen in. And the Dodgers had six runs, and the over was seven and a half minus one thirty-two team total for the Dodgers. And I was like, "What? Only one and a half more runs for four more times at bat against a horrible bullpen like the Reds?" And you know, it was an easy it was an easy winner. But there are these little gems if you're watching, and and that really brings up the whole thing about bullpens. You need to know the bullpen stats are a little misleading because the bullpen stats they. I remember you had that guy on, uh, you know, one time where he was like tracking different parts of the bullpen that's important because the bullpen you see when they're losing versus winning is usually different for teams mark borchard he calls it the underbelly of the bullpen as right. opposed to like the closer yeah it's, it's it's pretty interesting um there's another point that has to be made about getting that minus 132 we'll talk about that and todd's weight loss bet with steve fezzik on the other side numbers game visa the sports betting network a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN summer special is here for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, and I know you do, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Points Red Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream, whatever you want it to cost, is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the feedback. And again, uh, thanks to the hundreds uh, who uh, who congratulated on the uh, the College World Series. This is from uh, some Michael Knight. Gil, we need Drew back on expeditiously after this Orcots debacle. Uh, he's referring to the Beating the Book Wimbledon preview pod where both Drew and Dan. Dan's joining us a little later. Drew will be on the show tomorrow. They were all about Orcots, and Orcots is down two sets to love. They're 5-5 five, five in the third set. They, he was down 5-3 in the third. His, he was back. His, what's, the, what's the cliche? On death's door? Back against the wall? Whatever cliche you want to use. Um... But Horcott still has a little bit of life. I did not. I remember. I, I on that podcast. I was like, I thought that. I thought that quarter was wide open. We'll see if Horcott's can uh, can maintain. Uh, this is from. Uh, let's see. Do 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 do. do. <laughs> John was asking Todd if he has Wimbledon picks. Uh, this is from uh, Mike O'Connor. I hope you're taking Ben Wilson for a steak dinner. Awesome job. Ben Wilson will be on the show later. Ben did not have anything to do with our futures plays on the show. But Ben went 12-1 and in his game-by-game College World Series picks. We all crushed game-by-game, but not quite 12-1. to 12-1, spectacular. Ben Wilson's like, I, don't, I, I think Gil thinks I'm a little more of an expert in college baseball than I am. Rattles off a 12-1. This is from uh, Toast Patterson. Young Gilly, I was off Twitter for over two years. I watch your show every day. I'm sad you don't work nights anymore. Anyways, I had you as a minus 250 favorite to have a blue check mark by your name on Twitter by now. What gives? I'd love to have someone at Twitter ask, uh, answer that question. Like, legitimately. Chris Hausch. Red alert. Gil has Todd Wishnev from Showtime Action coming up. Uh, tune in. You might find a bone or two. Always good, uh, good nuggets from Toddy. 
Bill Hooker, maybe you should make a guest appearance on PTA to award the largest fruit basket ever. <laughs> I might. J.R. Budouris, hope I'm pronouncing that right. Calculating the odds on your Ega Golden State Boncaro Ole Miss parlay at the odds you bet each of them, a $100 wager on that four-teamer would have netted $8.7 million. Yeah, boy. Web 12-66, who always has nice things to say. I'm kidding. This guy, he's talking about you, Todd. He will bring Todd Wishnev back. He goes, this guy really gets into the weeds with some of his stuff, I'll say. I'm glad he wins, but this stuff makes my hair hurt. Congratulations on your big ticket. Good for you. Todd Wishnev rejoined us. You make, you make his hair hurt, Todd, is, is what this guy was saying. I don't know why it hurts. It's just, uh, you know, mathematics and baseball. <laughs> and Todd Wishnev in two tweets. Lightning rod. Love him or hate him. I don't know why, I don't know why someone would, would not like that information from you. Whatevs. Whatevs. By the way, the one, thing you did, the one thing that was left out of that discussion before we get to your weight loss thing, the one thing that was left out of the discussion was when you were talking about, like, the Dodgers or any of this stuff within game betting, the luxury of multiple outs right? Like you can't do this as well in Las Vegas as you can where you are. Correct. Yeah. You got to have at least three open at all times, you know, um, getting different numbers. There's a huge, it's a huge deal, obviously. Right. I mean, a a perfect example last night in the WNBA, um, a, a league that I really like, and it's some people laugh about it, but I really love the WNBA. I used to think it was like silly, but it's, it's really fun. And now that I know all the players, it's even more fun. But last night in WNBA, you had at halftime, 174 and a half at one place, 177 at another place in the sky game. I mean, a two and a half point difference on a total, uh, between different places is, is just gigantic, you know, regardless of who you would ever side you want. Not so silly anymore when you see things like that, huh? Ugh, I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but it yeah. definitely happens more than you would think. And this is what you do every night. You sit down in the cork attic in front of the uh, in front of the screen. No, no, I usually watch down at where I have the direct TV at um, Skipper's office because we couldn't get direct TV oh. in here because there's major trees there's in the backyard. Too much cork. So, yeah, yeah. There's too much cork blocking it. So right. we I, that's where I, that's where I watch all the direct TV yeah. stuff down there. So but I broke the I broke the bridge so when I was fat this winter. So now I have to like drive all the way around. <laughs> it's, it, no one no one died in that story, right? So we could tell the story right. while no laughing. Okay, there's no a, there's died. a famous bridge in Pittsburgh. Todd had literally just driven over it. And, at 1 a.m. I drove over yes. it. At 7 a.m. It, it fell down. And my friend Skipper said, you broke the bridge. And then the bridge collapsed right <laughs> afterwards. It's so true. No one died. So, no, we're not making fun of anything. Okay. But it makes it so much fun. It takes like 15 minutes instead of six minutes now to get over there. So, yeah. it's a joke. Little known fact. Direct TV. The yeah. Achilles heel is cork. Okay, so you and Steve Fezzik, Steve Fezzik, who won back-to-back super contests over at the yes. Hilton back in the day. By the way, yes. we should we should get as this progresses, we should have Steve and you on at the same time. Do you think Steve would enjoy that? We'll have him might, on with you. Yeah, uh, yeah, and we'll, we'll get this. Okay, so reha- recap the what the bet was for everybody in case anybody. So basically, okay, so on April thirtieth, I was three hundred and four point six pounds, going the wrong direction, blood sugar going the wrong direction, everything going the wrong direction. Uh, and I started eating healthy that day. It's now been 58 days and I'm down 43.8 pounds. But on the, on May 12th, about 13 days in, I was already down to 289. Um, I made a bet with Steve that 
and he weighed 227 that day. I made a bet with Steve, so he's 62 pounds less than me, that sometime in the year between May 12th of 2022 and May 12th of 2023, I would weigh less than him at some point in that year. And I get three to one odds because I'm 62 pounds behind, obviously. I probably deserve more like eight to one odds, but whatever. I did it, We did it for three to one odds, 3,000 and 9,000. And the caveat is, is if we both make it to 180, so if we both touch up at 180 and he always stays below me, he is then allowed to fluctuate between 180 and 185. As long as he stays below 185, if I'm still below him, it's a push. So if he goes to 186 and I'm at 185, I would still win. But if he, if he, you know, as long as he's below 185, once he's already touched up at 180, and I also get to 180, then it's a push. Right. So if he's 184, but you drop all the way to 169, still a push. If if he has already gotten to 180 and yes. touched up. Okay. Yes. All right. I like how you guys talk this through. So you started out 62 pounds heavier. Is that what you said? 62. I started two. I was down 15 pounds. I was at 289. He was at 227. Okay. So about 62 pounds. And now? And now it's now. Um, okay. So that was on the 12th. So now we're about 45 days later, and I am 260.8, and he is 212. So I'm about 40. Ooh. 48 pounds behind him now. Fezzik's yeah, not, not playing around either, is he? He is not playing no, around. No, but he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, he's fasting <laughs> and he's doing all kind of crazy things. He doesn't understand the scale. He's like, I, why? I don't understand. I was 212 yesterday. I'm 213. I didn't eat anything. I'm like, Steve, you got to look at the moving average. You don't understand. There's water fluctuations. There's all kinds of stuff. He's like, no, no, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> You're, you, you would consider yourself to be a Hall of Fame weight loser, would you not? Well, I've only lost over 100 pounds four or five times, so yeah. I okay, would say so, I pretty much know more about this than anybody. So the, so, okay, okay, Luther. So the person who would say to this, "Hey, look, this is you're doing this too aggressively. This is not good for you." You would say to them, "What? 304.6 pounds and a sugar level of 150 is not good for you either." And you would argue worse. I think it's definitely worse. I'll tell you this. I'm not even taking metformin anymore. Now, I've been eating 1,500 clean calories a day, lean proteins, vegetables, and fruit. I eat 500 calories around 1 p.m., 500 around 6 p.m., 500 around 11 p.m., and I've been playing probably you know two hours a day of tennis or basketball now. I even started playing basketball again because I'm thinner. But without metformin, my blood sugar today was 95, which is normal. Good for Without you, man. Metformin. So Good for I, you. I, I don't think it's as unhealthy as people say it is. I think it's healthy to eat healthy and to exercise. All right. So you're 260 and, and Fezzik is 218, you said? 212. He's 212, 212. yeah. yeah. Although right. I think he was 213 yesterday. It's You know, it fluctuates back and forth. Okay. But, you know. And we are only yeah. a month plus into it. So We're 45 days in. Yeah. Uh, he's going to go. be in trouble. Once we get into like football season where he's like working 16 hours a day looking for every freaking line, eating all kinds of crap, I can't wait. I'm going to be sending him pizza from Dayton. He loves pizza from his favorite place in Dayton. It's going to be fun. We got to get Steve on here to, uh, to just give his side of things, not just let Todd have the uh, the bully pulpit on this. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, no, good for you, man. We, we're, uh, we'll track it. And uh, again, be healthy, man. Just 
you know, and I mean, and, I don't know what's unhealthy you. about eating 1500 calories Nothing. in exercise. No, you just, you're just, it's just a fast weight loss. By the way, uh, I just want to say this, and I want to thank you dearly for this. When you strayed into how you were starting to play basketball, thank you for not sharing with us just how awesome you are at basketball, Todd. We, we all appreciate that because I knew that was coming too. Ah, I'm so well, good I inside could, I could at three pointers. You, well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm like Scotty Pippen. I can take the inside, yeah. I can take the outside, I can do a lot. It's a regular Scotty Pippen on the screen yeah. here, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. I might as yeah. well have had Pippen himself on. It's the same, Trust same Z's. You too. It's, in the Jewish world, I was <laughs> coming back on a numbers game at Visa. These at Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Enjoy tennis like never before with BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on the major tennis tournament in London. London Town. If any player records an ace in their match, You'll, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds, specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets. If any player records an ace in the major tennis tournament in London, I guess we're not allowed to say the word here, eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Remember, uh, the future that we have is on the uh, on the women's side was uh, Iga Swiatek at 9-1. to one. Only bet it once. It was available the night of Ash Barty's retirement at Boyd here in town. 9-1 to one on Swiatek. She opens the, uh, the tournament at plus 150. And let me just say this again. This ain't clay, and this ain't hard courts. It's grass. She's never won a grass score tournament. So I am way more bullish about my 7-1 to one ticket on the U.S. Open coming up in late August than I am on the 9-1 to one at Wimbledon. But she's won 35 matches in a row, 52 of 54 sets, and six tournaments this year. We've been on, I think, three or four of them. So, yeah. I'll, I'll take that chance with her. Let's put it that way. And then we added, uh, remember, uh, at the end of last week, if you were listening, we added uh, Rafa Nadal based on the draw at 7-1, to one, plus 725, I believe, is the number I got on Rafa Nadal to win the men's side just based on the draw. I mean, am I worried about his injuries? Am I worried that this isn't his favorite surface in the world or his best, even close to his best? Of course. But the draw made it just a bet. So, again, just it, putting it in context, it, it, would I be 
would I be just disappointed if both lost? Oh, I mean, I'll be disappointed. But, like, would I be shocked, I guess is what I'm saying. No, I wouldn't be. It's grass. It's a very unique, specific moment of the calendar, tennis-wise. Uh, Jeff, we've gone uh, 45 minutes on the show, and we have not to mention uh, that the NHL Stanley Cup Finals ended last night, so shame on me. We were so into our 100-to-1 ticket, Cashigo College Baseball. But congratulations to everybody who had Colorado Avalanche tickets to win the Cup. Or if you followed our own Andy McNeil and had the Con Smythe. What did he, he had McCarr at 13-to-1? He had a pretty nice number that was gone very quickly once this tournament started. Yeah. Good on him. He was like saying, he goes, did you jump on that McCarr when I told you to? And I go, no, I was too busy hitting 100-to-1 on Ole Miss. <laughs> <laughs> but I could have had McCarr. I should have listened. By the way, we were gonna we were gonna flood our show with hockey guests today and tomorrow with Andy McNeil, with Jake Hahn, with Todd Wright. Now there's no there's no reason to at this point. Very and, very impressive all the way around by Colorado. How often do you see a team that's not in the NBA because it feels like it happens in the NBA go wire to wire as the betting favorite? Yeah, and actually win it. That's what Colorado did this whole year. Is it? Is it? It's pretty much consensus that they were the better team. Oh, they they would they clearly were. Yeah, they were the they were the best team all year. It was just the past demons. I'm just saying, even even proving it against the oh, Lightning. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. The, the two games, the, game three was whatever. They had a bad day. Game five, Vasilevsky just stole. Do you, a better team in five or six games. And the Lightning now they're going to break that team up. I'm told. Just based on, I mean, it's the cap more than anything. Cap more than anything, yeah. That that the team which came two games shy of a three-peat. and now it's time to break it up to some degree, just by necessity more than anything. Coach may leave too. You think? I don't know why. Unless if John Cooper's burned out, I don't know why he would go anywhere. Hockey's so weird with coaches, though. Just very odd. Todd Wright believes he's going too, so I don't know. Don't know. Um, but congratulations to everybody who had Avalanche tickets. We on a lark on primetime action. We were like, before the series, we are like, ah, we'll take a Lightning ticket. We couldn't believe it was still alive even after all this time. What a win for them in game five before the Avs come back yesterday, trailed one to nothing, scored two goals in the uh, second period, and held it the rest of the way. Lightning didn't really have many good opportunities even. Like, I remember, like, one shot where it was, like, legitimate could have gone in, but it, but it went wide of the net. Avalanche, two to one. Now, do you believe this could start? Uh, do you think they are they are the short shot to win it again next year? Right. I mean, they are. They should be yeah. until proven otherwise. Now that they've busted through, yeah. And again, it's the same theory that we talked about with Tampa when Tampa was the team that was always looked at as the perennial choker. They bust through, win two cups. Milwaukee, same sort of deal. Even though they didn't get to the finals again this year, we kind of trust them now that they busted through once. Do you enjoy hockey more with mini dynasties or when randoms like the Blues or the Capitals are winning? I enjoy it when we have a fresh Stanley Cup final. You do? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I I enjoyed the random Washington-Vegas Cup final. I enjoyed enjoyed when we saw Nashville make the Cup final a few years ago, even though that was the second of two titles for Pittsburgh – I enjoy seeing fresh faces, especially in that sport, because that tournament, as we know, the weirdest of them all. Yeah, I wonder, though, for the casual person, like, if if that pans out the same way. Because I can't imagine, like, some, like, diehard in, uh, 
you know, in Boston when the Nashville Predators are in, it's like, oh, I gotta watch this hockey yeah, game. Yeah, but it's, if it, for for some random fan in Boston, if the Bruins are in there, they don't <laughs> care anyway. But you know, I mean, I mean like I a traditional hockey powerhouse city, right? Where they're just like, oh, it's the Preds this year, great. You know, I don't know if it, if I would almost imagine they would prefer some giant, some Goliath to knock down. I mean, if it's Colorado, if it's Colorado and an original six next year, I don't think anyone's going to have a problem. Um, let me talk about baseball for a second, because I'll probably ask this of Paul Spore later on the show, but he's he's not on until an hour from now. But the Yankees and the Astros with a pretty darn good series this weekend. And in, in a series where the Astros had a combined no-hitter and then looked like they might be on their way to another back-to-back. What was it six innings deep into that? It was still a no-hitter in the uh, in the second game or the in the uh, in the subsequent game. Yankees come back, not only tie it up, but win it on a judge three-run Jimmy Jack. Is that clearly? And I know baseball playoffs are the most random, as much as we talk about how random the hockey playoffs are. And again, for the millionth time on this show, let me give the stats by Lopez stat. 80% of NBA favorites get through NBA postseason series. A lot of that has to do with the top-heavy first round, traditionally. It's a little less top-heavy these days, but traditionally it's that way. In order for 80% of favorites to manifest, to get through in the NHL postseason, you'd have to play a best of 51, literally a best of 51. In baseball, it's a best of 75. Even with that backdrop, did we just not absolutely see the American League Championship Series preview this weekend? You, you would think, you would think, the, you know, Gil, we're at a weird point where, you know who the third best team in the AL is as of this moment? You're talking about by standings or by who you think? By is? standings. Uh, by standings, it, oh, don't say the Twins. No. no. It's, uh... Whoever is in second place in the East. And that is the Boston Red Sox. Who were who were mired in fourth right. for a long time. And, and left for dead a few or at the beginning portion of this season. And they're the third best team in the American League. I can remember a couple of times when we saw the uh, division odds, I would say no interest in the Red Sox at 40 to 1. Yeah, I mean, they're still big bloated numbers. Not like that. They're still way down, though, they're right? 11 games back. Yeah. I mean, Gil, the, the AL and the, the AL like you said that unless if something really weird happens and of course best of 75 you can get some weird things those are the two best teams in the AL and it's pretty obvious without at this point. question right like without question I didn't think that we'd get to this point where it'd be like without question because you thought before the season maybe the Rays because the Rays are always there maybe Toronto maybe takes Toronto that's right but it's so clear in the American League not as clear in the National League but seems so clear in the American League Nationally, who would you say right now? Dodgers and who? Dodgers and Mets are the two best Still teams Mets. to me. Okay. Yeah. Mm. And then Atlanta's the third best team. Atlanta's the third best team. Yeah. Remember how they were mired. The baseball season is so long. That's the thing, right? Like, we can, we can say all these things. We can fill content. We can fill our, a quarter of the way into the season, 60 games in. You know, we're not even halfway in. We're doing our Q2 derivatives thing next week or the week after. Like, that's how young this season still is. So, like, any conclusions, and then there's still a trade deadline, right? So you can't really, uh, you can't really end up on any uh, conclusions whatsoever with any of that. You look like you're about to say something? Oh, I thought you were jumping in on that. No, I— it, Yankees one game worse than the 2001 Mariners at this point in the season. So, in other words, if you put the 2001 Mariners who won 116 
regular season games. Their game log, the Yankees are 50 and 17, I believe is their record. Right now they're 53 and 20. 53 and 20, pardon me. The Mariners were 54 and 19 at this step of the season. I do not think the Yankees are getting to that number. Well, that's hardly stepping out on a line. I know that. I know that's a, a re- really, ju- really difficult thing for me to say here. I'm just saying they're keeping pace. They are keeping pace pretty well. We'll come back. Dan Weston from London to talk Wimbledon with us. And what's going on with Uberu Kotz, among other things? What picks he has the rest of the day? It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.